Yo, what's good, family? Thank you for stepping to the Coach's Box. I'm Coach JP3, joined tonight by Coach Pace and Coach Murph. And we got some stuff to get into. You know, some may say it's a slow week, but we always going to find something. We're going to find something to talk about. You know, NBA drama, per usual. And then athletes getting real sensitive on social media, going back and forth with each other and everything. So, of course, we mean Juju Smith and A.J. Brown. Some say Juju won, some say... A.J. Brown won. Some say we all lost. So we'll see kind of what the guys think later on in the episode. And then, of course, we're going to show you how to spend your money this weekend in sports betting. But first things first, our guy Dame Dollar dropped 71 on him. So, Coach Pace, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on Damian Lillard's 71? Um, Really? Uh in general, I just think he should have won player of the month. Um, Jokic won player of the month, uh, which is great because he had five triple doubles, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like when Russ was doing the same thing, they wasn't trying to get him player of the month every week. So with that being said, like, I, I mess with Jokic. I think he's a great player. His team is ten times better than what Russ was dealing with and what Dame is dealing with. Um and I feel like they could easily make the playoffs without Jokic. They wouldn't be as good or number one seed or anything like that, um, which is a big drop off. But like I said, I feel like they still make the playoffs. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, once again, it goes back to Dame probably being one of the most underrated superstars ever to exist. Uh, because if anybody else was doing what he was doing, they'd be celebrated and put on the billboard. Um, but, yeah, man, Dame should have been player of the month. I mess with your kids, but no way. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, all right. It's crazy, you know, playing in an era with Steph Curry, you know, people might overlook Damian Lillard's, you know, skill set performance and everything like that. Um but yeah, he's flying under the radar. I agree with you, Coach Murph. What are you thinking? Uh, I I just think the first thing that came through my mind was that I think within the next five years, somebody's going to drop a hundred points. They're they're going to beat Wilt's record because of how fast the game is, and um, you know the the value of the the volume that they take the three point shot at. That there's going to be somebody that's going to have a really hot day, and then there's going to you know, go for that rate. Cause I mean, we can all say that we're shocked that he, he ended with 71, the fact that he had 41 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like the, the defensive scheme, they finally decided to <laughs> like <laughs> double him and make sure, keep the ball out of his hands once it left it. But then, you know, they just proceeded to give it up the cheeks. So, um, yeah, that's the, the the thing that went through my mind. I mean, at this point, I mean, since what well, this is the the third seventy point game we've seen within the the last what four years, I want to say three four yeah. years. It's, it's kind of like, all right, we're we're just waiting for that eighty, that ninety, the hundred at this point. Like it's still spectacular. Seventy-one in a game is going to be, regardless. But you know, shout out to him. 
Devin, I mean, he did it pretty efficiently. He shot 58% from the field, like 59% from the three-point line, and he was 100% 14 out of 14 from the free throw line. And he still got six rebounds and six assists. Uh, so usually when someone gets that many points, they're not, you know, you don't see the assists um, or anything, but he still got six assists. Yeah, it was, it was just like, yeah, it is Houston, and Houston's absolute garbage. But, yeah, to your point earlier, Coach Pace, like even it's hard to do that when you're in the gym by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's everyone uh, on that time. Hey, you know what's crazy? Just just throwing it out there with you guys, uh, James Harden was before his time. Like we talk about a lot of people that was before their time. James Harden was three, four years ago putting up 60-point triple-doubles, 50-point triple-doubles, 40-point triple-doubles. And we didn't really – we were sitting there like, nah, he's stat patting. But, like, now we're looking at it like, oh, they do that? That's an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. But we were saying he was, like, ball hogging and doing – and bending the rules to his advantage, which, as a great player, you're supposed to do. But, like, James Harden and Russ was, like, way low-key way before their time. Very true. Very true. They they probably won't be appreciated till like years later if people look back and be like, man, like they were they put on a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Uh speaking of show, the Lake Show uh seems to have come to a screeching halt a little bit with uh LeBron. At first they were talking about two weeks, uh that he'll be re- reevaluated. Now it's three weeks he's gonna be reevaluated. Um, you know, in a in a time where like every game counts for them, um, right now they're eleven, I think, in the West. So, um, you know, Coach Murph, do you, do you, what do you think is going to happen with the Lakers that are going to be able to get into a play in playoffs, or do you think they're going to miss it all together? Uh, they're going to make the play in. I think having um, like. With Brian, I was just for sure they were going to make the playoffs and they'll be the sixth spot, like not having to go through the play-in. Um, mm-hmm. But without Brian, I think with all the additions and when D'Lo gets back, that they'll still be able to put together a respectable run to uh, make it into the into the, the play-in game. Uh, I mean, it's still within – I mean, to make the playoffs is still like within like two and a half, three games. Um, but we we just got done speaking about Dame as high has Dame has been, the Trailblazers haven't been good. Um, and that's someone that they're battling for that spot in. Um they they're you know, New Orleans has been looking looking shaky. We mm-hmm. know at the end of the day, as competitive as Utah started off, we we know that they want to go in the the sweepstakes for for Wimby. So yeah. And then we'll talk about later, but the Clippers with, with the 0-4 after the new new addition, and they looking like they, they don't want to play. So I feel as though that even though that they lost Bron, there's a lot of stuff around their area that's giving them hope to make that – to get enough wins to, to get in. I think at best they'll probably make it into the ninth spot. Okay. But, uh, it's time. It's time for AD to prove his worth. Man, you ain't lying. You ain't lying about that. Like, man, 
I mean, this is this is what he's there for, right? Like, because for me, what's so critical about this situation is that this is like an audition, uh, I guess, if you will, to see like, all right, like this was the plan for you to eventually take over after LeBron retires. So this is the time for him to show the Lakers organization. Yeah, I, I got it. I could do this. I, I could I could take over. LeBron's going to move on and then y'all could build around me, you know? So, and right now he hasn't been um, consistent enough, uh, even when he's playing to be able to really showcase that and show and show that value. Uh, so now people are questioning, can he be the key piece of a team that an organization builds around? Uh, Cause he didn't, you know, he made it to the playoffs a couple of times in new Orleans, but you know, made it to the second round, I think was was the best he did there. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is this is a critical time for AD. So I think I, if I were him, I would be taking this personally and be like, nah, don't worry, I'm going to hold this down until till Brown get back. Uh, but it's going to be an uphill climb. The West is crazy. Uh, so I think they could they could get in in the play-in for sure. I do agree with you that. What are you thinking, Coach Pace? I'm the same way. I think they got a good enough team to get in playing. Um, it just all depends on AD. If they get in the playing or the listen, if they pull off a playoff, we we gotta have some discussions about AD. Um, we ain't gotta have much discussion because we know what he is. He just happened to be lucky to stay healthy. Um, but for the most part. If they're getting a play-in and AD's healthy and they walk in the play-in and LeBron come back with, like, a week left uh, in the regular season, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like any team that's in the top three or four seed that got to face the Lakers. It sounds good because y'all top three or four seed, but, boy, it's not going to be sweet. I'm going to tell you that, especially if D'Lo is healthy. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. D'Lo is a big piece of that because he gives them ball handling, scoring, and distribution all in one package, uh, which they desperately need. Uh, so without them, they have had some trouble. Uh, and without Brown there, they've had some trouble facilitating, getting the ball around, getting the best shot on the floor. It's hard to do that when you don't have um, a skilled decision maker like D'Lo's. I think he's very underrated in that sense, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he does have really good point guard value. It's just that he could also drop thirty on you if he wants to. Right, yeah. I, I agree. I think they. I think people are gonna realize how important Mo Bamba is when they when they get to the plan. And if they win the plan, they get to a playoff series. Mm-hmm. People ain't gonna Mo Bamba don't seem important now because he don't get playoff minutes or nothing like that. He don't get consistent minutes. But I promise you. When you need a rim protector, a long body who can get out there, defend, but also can run the floor, you're going to be sitting there like, oh, I didn't know my Mo Bamba was this good. It's like, no, nah, you just don't pay attention to basketball, buddy. Right, right. And he was hitting Orlando for so long, people never really got a chance to, to see him. And so, yeah, I hope he gets his opportunity, and I hope he, he sees that opportunity because he is a good player. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Lakers. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Know, the West is is very shaky. There's not too many games separating folks. So if all you gotta do is move a spot or two up, 
to to get in uh, get into a play in, they could do that. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if AD can be consistent and put a string of games together like he did earlier in this season, um, and be able to keep that up through a playoff. But speaking of like, can they get it together and go into a playoff? You got the Mavericks looking rough since acquiring Kyrie Irving. They did have a good game last game. Luka dropping 42 and Kyrie dropping 40. Uh, and they're well over Philly. I mean, they did catch Philly on a back-to-back, so I will could see that, that that should be taken into consideration, taken into context. But they still won, and they still dropped the points. So I'm thinking, like, can they make this work? Is it is it sustainable? I think they can make it work for the short term as far as, like, okay, they have – that firepower is enough to get you into the playoffs. And depending on the opponent, that's where my opinion may change because it depends how they who they're going to match up against because their defense is absolute garbage. Uh, Charles Barkley said it better. They couldn't guard a chair. Like, they, they couldn't stop a chair from dropping 30. So that's my fear. Uh, if they get it – but if they get, like, a Sacramento Kings matchup, I could see, I could see the Mavericks winning that. Uh, because the the Kings are so inexperienced, they you know this is their first season in a long time, even being relevant. So it all depends on the matchup. But this is definitely not sustainable. Uh, the team overall got worse through this transaction. Um, it's not the best spot for Kyrie, and it's not the best running partner for Luka Doncic. So they better do what they can this season because it's not going, you know, it's not going to last at all. What do y'all think? Listen, the only team that I could really see them beating if they make the playoffs is probably the Timberwolves. Mm. Because so you think you think the Kings can beat them in a series? Yeah, because even though they're, they're inexperienced, there's one thing that they can do, and they can put up points. And it's not just coming from two guys. It, can, it will come from three, four, five guys. And when we're talking about putting up points, we're talking about Luka and Kyrie. That's it. So, I'm, we, we just saw them drop 170 on a, another team that has defenders but can't play defense in the Clippers. So, I mean, their defense is nowhere close to the Clippers. And the Clippers, like, I'm assuming they're just waiting to play defense in the playoffs because I don't know what the, what the heck is going on right now. But uh, – I mean, outside of – or, if you know, Utah happens to make it. Of course, they'll they'll be them. But mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, they're a first-round exit team. Um, and then that back-to-back against Philly, that, that was not a factor. Let's just call a spade a spade. Mm. Kyrie has a vendetta against Harden. Mm. That's what it was. Kyrie went over there and was just like, I mean, we saw the last time that they went over there when he was with the Nets, and then they trumped him. It was a so much hype built around the game, and the Sixers just sat there and watched their team just get dismantled. And then, of course, Kyrie comes to the Mavs. They have this cold streak, and mm-hmm. then they, they face Philly, and next thing you know, the, the team can gel. Kyrie just was like, every time I face Harden, I'm busting. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him either. 
I would not put it past him. Coach Chris, what do you think about all of this? I saw you shaking your head like you're not a believer. <laughs> uh, I'm not a believer in all offense, no defense. Like, it, it, no. You might get a series off that, no more than two. You're not making it to the Western Conference Finals, so we ain't really got nothing to talk about. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's come on, bro. Like that's no. We could we could literally go into the next subject at this point because Kyrie <laughs> and Luka, it is gonna be a scoring fest. And guess what? I have more faith in the opposing team stopping them than their defense stopping whoever they got, whoever they going against. Well, I, I say depending on how things uh, end up in the Western Conference, they could be facing the Clippers and Paul George basically told us he don't believe he could be a number one on a championship team. So, Coach Play, what, what, do you, what do you think about that? I mean, I'm thinking, like, if I'm the organization, do I want to hear that from a player, from his teammate? Do I want to hear that from him? Uh, do you appreciate I'm, the honesty? What are you thinking? I appreciate the honesty because at some point, as a person who literally shattered his shin bone, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, please go look up the Olympics video. Uh, you oh, gotta, which, you gotta look that up. Yeah, exactly. As a person who had watched that on various occasions, Oof. at some point you have to come to the realization you're not that guy anymore. Like you don't come back. Like everybody think they can come back. Like Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson is one of one. I true. promise you. Your mother, if she wished that, she would have you as a baby Adrian Peterson. But guess what? You're not blessed with that gene. Give it up. Give it up. You're not Adrian Peterson. There's only one Adrian Peterson that can be worked upon. Okay? He's a mutant. Everybody else, you're regular. Paul George is regular. He has not been the same since he broke his leg. Do not think like Paul George. I'm glad he said it. Because you have to come to the realization, like, yes, I'm Paul George. But at the same time, I'm not a top. And it's hard to say I'm not a top 15 player like I used to be. I'm not a top 10 player, as people used to argue. I can't I I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't have the leadership skills. I don't have the skill set anymore. My body wear and tear, like, Paul George has been injury- prone on multiple occasions, like, hey, I get it. I think that's man of him to understand, like, bro, I can't I can't do it anymore. Like, I'm sorry. Unlike Kawhi Leonard, who is out <laughs> half the season and cannot say the same, Paul George is like, bro, I can't be the number one. And I respect it. it it's Paul George and Kawhi, like, I, two different perspectives. One's one says I can't be the leader anymore, and the other one is like, oh, I missed three quarters of the season or sixty cents, sixty cents, yeah, sixty six percent of the season, and he's like, oh, I'll be ready for the playoffs, and y'all still losing the first or second round. Like, what did, what are we saving you for? <laughs> exactly to get beat in the first round. Now, so so you're basically saying the Clippers have two number twos on their roster. At this point, Kawhi after after the Toronto series is the number two. It, I'm going off based off what he's shown. Don't don't 
get at me about like, oh, well, Kawhi previously, I'm, based off what he's shown since he won that championship with Toronto, mm-hmm. he's a number two. That's fair. I'm not. I'm not even mad at that. That's a fair assessment, Coach Murph. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm. I wouldn't say they're both number twos. I just think that you know, Kawhi will ramp it up in the in the playoffs. But I do respect what he says. I think more players need to acknowledge that. Uh, you know, I. I mean, you got what the Russell Westbrook who still think he can be the guy, but he's just not that guy anymore. Harden finally came to that realization where it's just like, hey, I'm not the Houston anymore. What? What? <laughs> what? Why are y'all – why are we getting on – Russ has – Hey, I'm going through. You act like the only name that I said. I'm going. I'm no, working. no, no. I'm. I. I don't like when people say Russ because Russ implies that. Okay, when we look at the Lakers, everybody was blaming Russ, and I'm like, no. If you looked at the roster, there was no shooting. Pat Buff can't shoot. Schroeder can't shoot. Well, uh, Pat shoot. He's a. He's above forty percent. He, oh, I wish you would say Pat Bev can shoot. You know Pat Bev can't shoot. He's above 40%. Oh, my. Are you seriously vouching for Pat Bev right now? Pat Bev is a better rebounder than okay. shooter. No, so he could let me let me give you some game because I listen to his oh, podcast. No, this is the stuff that we, we don't know about that. So I forgot it, the, what injury he had, but he had um, – a really bad injury years ago where that all through the off season, he, he can't jump. He can't do any jumping exercises or anything because he does so much during the season. That's what his doctor and his, uh, who he rehabs with told him. So he said, if you check my numbers, even back for when I was with the Clippers, my shooting numbers goes up exponentially when I around mid season and he starts dunking when it comes to like play around playoff time. So it's just the man just don't got his legs. You know what I say <laughs> about that? You know what I say about that? I'm fine. I'm fine with that response. Don't hold Russ to the same standard because guess what? Russ was literally a bright spot with the team. Didn't say nothing, came off the bench wasn't when well, he shot that we can't say he ain't say nothing because apparently him and Darvin Ham was, was going through so but this is my thing Darvin Ham don't know Lakers. how to coach you keep talking about the Lakers Darvin Ham don't know how to let's coach not, let's not act like let's not act like Russ was the man out in Washington either nobody no, just talking no. about the Lakers nobody and, was the man in Washington but that's what I'm saying that's a that's a fact just like he was the man in OKC he was no longer that man. Are well, what are we comparing Russ to? Like, are we comparing Russ to What's like Russ? Yeah, I'm. I'm talking about his run, his peak. He's past his prime. He's no like then. I would say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Then we, know, hey, then we need to have a discussion about Kawhi because Kawhi passed his prime. Don't nobody bring that up. Dun, dun, dun. I have to see this. This playoff will let me know everything I need to know. Cause what? Because last, last playoffs he got. Because the last time he was in a playoffs he got injured. Hey, sounds like a uh, a personal problem because he's not that anymore. I, I mean, he was balling in the playoffs, and then yeah, he got hey. injured. Hey, 
they hey they've hey LeBron got injured. What they saying about LeBron? LeBron's not the same anymore. But LeBron, look, Kawhi get all these passes. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You said LeBron wasn't the same anymore. Last time I checked, we there was a whole discussion in a segment a few weeks ago when he was like, the man, he's washed. He's not what he used to be. And I'm sitting here telling you, like, washed is a strong word. So don't what, even just what, say, like, oh, what okay. they said about LeBron. You was a part of those people. You're right. You're right. You're right. I am part of those people. By washed, I mean he can't perform to what – I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you what I meant. I don't know what everybody else meant, but I'm gonna say this. And I seen the stat. I seen the stat in the first 15 seasons. And I feel like it's more so in the first seven, 17. It sounds crazy, but first 17, 18. When when was the bubble season? What what year was the bubble season? Uh, 20, 20. What what year was that for him? Was that, was that 18 or 19? I thought it would be it's year 20 right now, right? So it'd be yeah. year 17. Year 17. Yeah. After that year is when I started to see like oh Bron can't stay healthy no more. Like we might look at it like it, it's normal, like dang. oh Bron got a tweaked ankle. He can bounce back in five games. Bron is out for like 10 games for a tweaked ankle. Like this isn't the same, like. I don't I washed it. I shouldn't have used the word washed. I admit that. Y'all can record this. I'm glad I'm glad y'all recording it. I shouldn't have used the term washed. But Father Time, I done told everybody, Father Time is undefeated. I don't care how great of an athlete you are, it's gonna win. Every no, time. And I and this is but this is my thing when you talk about Brian. And I don't want to turn this into a broad thing because that has nothing to do with him. But you're talking in terms of his durability that it, where you're seeing chinks in his armor because it's a durability. But last time mm -hmm. I checked, whenever he's on the court, he ball. Right. So that's why I'm just like, Brian is still that guy. But this is this is all I'm saying when it comes to wrestling, like I was mentioning Harden and them. Uh, because – the reason why I said I have to see what Kawhi is like, this playoffs will let me know everything I need to know because the last time he was in the playoffs, he got injured. And I feel like he's of that caliber of a guy that what he does in the regular season does not matter. Just like how Jimmy Butler be messing around in the regular season. But we know when it comes to the playoffs, he turns it on. But the reason why I say Russ is not that guy anymore is because we never expect nothing from him in the playoffs. But we know in the regular season, he can ball. He doesn't do that anymore. Mm. Look, I think we should have a whole nother segment on this particular topic. I, I love but the back is, and forth. But this is the conversation of, oh, we're going to give people a pass because they ball in the playoffs versus people that give a regular season performance, but they don't ball in the playoffs. Like Russ, yeah, he doesn't ball like the others, but he shows up. That's my thing. It's like he – you're not going to get cheated. He might not shoot great, but he's going to get the rebounds. He's going to get the assists. But the problem with the playoffs is guess what? They're going to take away your strong suit. So guess who their strong suit is? Russ. They're going to take away drives from Russ. They're going to take away passing lanes from Russ. They're going to take away any little detail that Russ, you know, kind of suits. Russ might have, you know – 10 rebounds, 12 assists, 
guess what? He'll be he'll shoot inefficiently because he's trying to force up shots. Like he can't get the same passing lanes. He might have 12 assists, but he'll have eight turnovers because them passing lanes when he was having four turnovers and 12 assists aren't the same as when he's having eight turnovers. Like, bro, that's the extra. If they do it right, hypothetically, if it's all threes, let's just say that's 12 points. That's the extra 12 points that they got versus, you know, it's it's all analytics. I don't give a damn about no analytics, but I'm just saying, like, four turnovers and 12 assists versus eight turnovers and 12 assists is completely different. Like, eh, that's a that's a win or lose you a ball game right there. Like, eh? yeah. Now, I I think for the going back to the Clippers, I think. Um, oh, oh Jay. go ahead. Real quick, I'm going to throw this at you real quick. Uh, They did this on ESPN, and you could probably recall it. Kawhi Leonard has missed more games than Anthony Davis, but we call Anthony Davis chopped liver. You you remember the segment. I do remember. But don't nobody hold him accountable like they hold Anthony Davis. I'm going to leave that up to you. Deal with it how you may. Well, what I would say about that is that even there's, but there's times that we see AD that when he's not injured and on the court, look like a liability. Like you're supposed to be the best player on on the team, or you're supposed to be taking over for the team. So, so do that. When Kawhi is on the court. He, he doesn't do it on the defensive end like he used to, but you know that he's going to put his team in a position to win more so than AD. I trust Kawhi more than AD. It just comes down to that because I know that his will to win, I feel like, is a lot stronger than with AD because AD will be down and he'll be just nonchalant. He'll have a small dude on him, but he wants to take him out to the mid-range, take him out to the three. Kawhi's like, bro, you're smaller than me. I'm about to bully you. Oh, you're bigger than me. Let me take you out to the deep end. I I agree with it, but I feel like that should turn into more wins for Kawhi. Like, why are we, why are we with, without a Steph Curry, okay, they switched everybody like, Bruh, please, y'all can tell me all oh, the Warriors are still good with Draymond, Clay, and Jordan Poole. Like with with those guys, why is a fully healthy Clipper squad losing to a Warrior squad without well, Steph Curry? Because one, the Warriors been playing without Steph Curry for majority. <laughs> that's, that's, like, dang it, majority of the season. Two, 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 two. The Clippers added like four new pieces to their team. They're still trying to figure out rotation. Russ hasn't been there long. They just got Eric Gordon. Tr- Terrence Mann was balling, but he was a starter. They sent him to the bench. Now he has to learn a bench role. Like Bones you're, you're trying to, I, yeah, I, I want to give the him. addition of Bones Highland. Like it's, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But guess what? The Lakers are still winning games. And they just received like half a squad as well. Like I don't got time. No, you're the best player. He's the best player, but 
Bron, the way him and Bron play the game is different. Because if Kawhi you know was I'm like, saying? without Bron, they still beat uh who they just beat. They still beat um it, it's an easy opponent, but they still beat who did they beat? They beat the came then they come back and beat the Mavs without he got hurt that game. Yeah, they beat the Mavs. Yeah. They beat the Mavs who just beat the 76ers. I just told you why they beat the 76ers. <laughs> That's because Harden is there. Kyrie, and then plus they beat them because, because they can't they can't play they can't stick defense they can't defend so they like them beating the Mavs is no crazy feat and that's just one game you're like oh well they're still winning with their new piece that's one game I understand but they're still like it's not like they're playing bad basketball is it is it is the the we look at the Lakers like. The Lakers aren't playing bad basketball. It's just a little different when Braun is out. Okay, then the, the, we'll just make it as simple as this. Since Kawhi and AD miss considerably the same amount of games and nobody gets on Kawhi, if I sat here with you and was like, all right, who do you want in your team? You want Kawhi or you want AD? Who are you taking? And Ooh. I don't want no – I just want Kawhi, Katie. I don't, I don't want no explanation. Just tell me who you're taking. While you're thinking, Coach Pace, they beat the Thunder, but they beat the Thunder without SGA. I'm I'm sitting here thinking because guess what? At the end of the day, they both gonna end up hurt. <laughs> like y'all, 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 y'all act like this is Jimmy. You you dancing right now? How am I dancing? If if those are okay, if they're both bound to get hurt, it doesn't matter because you're gonna have to take one player or the other. Which one are you taking? Even, this is crazy. It's not crazy because I don't know who's gonna get hurt first. Bro, just my okay. They get hurt at the same time. He's over here just adding different scenarios. Just saying, what not, you're gonna say you want Kawhi. I'm gonna pick for you. You want Kawhi, but I'm not adding scenarios. When the game matters most, when the game matters most, Kawhi is more likely to get you the dub than AD. You're, 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 you're okay. I get what you're saying, but your scenario at the beginning was who would you rather have for the rest of the season? Point blank, period. I just said, Who would you rather have? But you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It don't matter the season, the playoffs, the whole season, hell, the next three years. I'm taking Kawhi. What, like, but you saying, like, I have to factor all these things in. It's not, I'm a GM at this point. You ask me as a GM, who would I rather have? Shit. Like, that's <laughs> that's a hard conversation to have. That's like, not, I don't know. It's not that hard. It is not that hard. If Kawhi tell you, okay, let's just say y'all get to the playoffs and y'all lose in the second round, hypothetically. And Kawhi is going to be like, hey, in the offseason, bro, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm only playing about 40. It's, it's 82 games. He said, I'm playing 50. And you know AD, you know AD gonna be hurt for at least half the season. So they both gonna, they both playing fifty. You just gotta go with the person with the better roster. Listen, the problem is my second best player is Paul George. You know what he sound like right now? He sound like old boy in your basement. He still hasn't answered my question. He's oh. just dancing around. <laughs> He's just dancing around. Am it's, I dancing around? Okay. I could get you. Co- I can give you an answer, but guess what? 
I can give you an answer. Okay, I'm going to say Kawhi, but guess what? I'm not going to win anything. Okay, but who gives you the better chance to win? Kawhi. Okay. It don't matter if I don't win. Man, this conversation took a left turn. Are we in the business of winning? We're in the business of winning, right? Listen, this is one big hypothetical, but you're just over here throwing – I just made it as simple as possible. Which player would you rather have? But I'm hearing, oh, well, he might play 50 games, but he might play 50 games too. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not just going to get there first. Like, as a GM, you ask me as a GM. You ask me as a GM. GM, coach, player, co-star. No, player. no, you're I'm asking me as a GM. Kawhi Leonard. You're asking me as a GM. Next, Because guess what? I got to put money on him. I got to put money on him. It's like betting. I got to put money on him. Next segment, man. You know, long term. We're going to table this discussion here. We're definitely going to know what he's talking about right now. Everybody to go back to all the old podcasts and see how many times that this man has shitted on AD. And now he want to sit here and be like, shh. Helmet Kawhi, I don't know. I can go I'm to a, a group chat. He be dragging oh. AD. You drag AD more than anybody else on this podcast. And you want to sit here and tell me like, oh, it's a toss-up between him and Kawhi. Stop. I'm going off health. I don't, Listen, I literally said, based on what ESPN has said, AD has played more games than Kawhi. What am I going to say with that? I didn't say I would die. Based on skill set, I'm taking Kawhi over AD. Like, of course I am. I'm saying availability-wise, it's not crazy for me to be like, man, I don't know if Kawhi going to be – listen, I'm not trying to have Paul George as my best player for 65% of my games. Sorry. I'm not trying to do that. Well, I would like – to have this conversation on another episode with another coach on board to be a tiebreaker and, and see and kind of see where we land on this. You can be the tiebreaker right now. I'm not getting into Seriously. this. Hey, put him on the hot spot. Put him on the hot spot. He needed. I'm cool. not going to what I'm going to say is I appreciate Paul George's self-awareness and the the original part of our topic was you him know, saying he's not number one. Actually, you know, you know, hey, Coach Payton, this is why James should have been politician. <laughs> Coach Payton, he's about, to, he's about to give a he's about to give an answer, but then his his uh, electricity won't go out again. Yeah, all right, sorry guys. Week. Yeah, like, yeah right, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, it's not like that. Sorry, break it up. Can't hear you. Then click off. Yeah, nah. Um, uh, um yeah so we're going to table this and put this on another episode um but i respect both of y'all's perspectives on this one because it is kind of a it is kind of a toss-up um we've seen Kawhi be more of a um be be more of a leader you know he could be a leader in his own way and lead a team to a championship with someone on his team that is not better than him. AD, he did he played really well in the bubble and was certainly an integral part of that championship, but he had LeBron James on his team. So I would I would if I had to pick between the two from what I've been able to see, I would pick Kawhi because I actually saw him 
take a team in his first year there and win a title against the Golden State Warriors while being the best player on his, on his, on his team. So I guess I will lean Kawhi if, if my feet were to the fire. Uh, I think Anthony Davis has a bigger upside because I think he has a better, more explosive game and he can affect the game in, in ways cause just because of his size, but he's not consistent enough, uh, even when he's on the floor. So that's my answer. Cause I know y'all going, y'all going to get on me if I don't answer the question. So, all right. I just think it's a struggle because of availability point blank period or how anybody looks at it. Yes. Oh yeah. I, I, I definitely understand that. I, I don't trust either one of them because I feel like they're going to, they're going to get hurt at some point. Um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I just had to pick one, it would be quiet though. But yeah, I, I don't have a lot of faith in either one of them being able to make it through a season and into the playoffs mm-hmm. being, and being able to contribute uh, because of the lockout. They may be on the floor, mm-hmm. but they may not even be able to really contribute because of that. Um, Facts. So, yeah. Uh, James, I got a question for you specifically. Okay. I'm about to put you on the hot seat. Oh, uh, here we go. I'm about to put you on the hot seat. Demars, you know how I feel about this topic because I don't like it. And you know which side I'm going to be on because I done been said it from day one. How you feel about the slander of Russ, man? Uh, I feel like it's it's overkill. Um, he didn't have a good year last year. I would say that's that was the worst year of, of his career because the – you know, he's had some seasons where he's turned the ball over. That was one of his highest. Uh, but earlier on in his career, especially in OKC years, there's a couple years where he was around the same amount of turnovers, but he had higher production scoring and assists. Well, with his role with the Lakers last year, he was basically canceling himself out. Uh, and, and so that, that, that I understand the, the, why people were pointing the finger at him last year. This year, though, he's done much better. I think he's been more efficient this year. Uh, I thought he was a spark for them off the bench, like, because they didn't have anybody else. Like, Russ is pretty much who they had. And in the fact that people are already pointing fingers at Russ for the Clippers losing the, all their games since they got the new players, I think is asinine. Because Russell Westbrook has actually played very good basketball for the Clippers. And um, I know that there was a comment earlier about his time in Washington. He was the, when was the last time Washington been to the playoffs when Russell Westbrook was their point guard. He's, he's the only reason why they were in the playoffs. Now, him by himself, he's not going to be able to get you a series. But he was good enough to at least get him into a playoff. And the, the Wizards haven't sniffed the playoff since. So I think the the Russlander is overkill. Um, I can see why people were talking about him last year, but I think everything else is just hyperbole. So, yeah, that's just that's just my thought. Because I try to be objective, I really do. Because I look at him, I'm like, you know, he he's not the most efficient player. Um, sometimes, but yeah, I mean, 
he was not the Lakers' major problem that they have. But I think he's a, he's an easy media target. Uh, and I think there's times that he could have been more accountable for his play last year, and he wasn't. He deflected a lot, and I think that made it easier for people to villainize him. Uh, but if you just look at his play outside of last year, he's been good. He's been good. And he's even been a spark for the Clippers already. And he's not turning the ball over like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's just kind of my thoughts on that. Um, speaking of hyperbole, though, you know, it's social media could be a funny thing. And an athlete's tent sometimes can go at each other, especially when there was something major at stake. And so A.J. Brown and Juju Smith got into a little back and forth. So I'm going to do a very quick rundown of what happened. So Valentine's Day, two days after the Super Bowl, Juju posted a Valentine's Day card that read, I'll hold you when it matters most, and included a photo of Eagles DB James Bradbury, who, of course, was called for the defensive holding penalty, which was a, a game changer there. A.J. Brown responds and says, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is Blaine. You was on the way out the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal. TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you like that or ever was. But congratulations again. So, we, you know, there was a little calm there. And I was like, ah, all right, it's over. But no. Things ramped up again on this past Wednesday. And Brown tweeted this message at Juju. You really need to find you somebody else to play with. Don't let that ring get you beat the F up because I'm all with that dumb ish. I'm not going to speak on it no more. Well, he kind of did a little bit because then Brown posted a picture of an Instagram DM that he sent to Juju saying, I don't play them kid games. If you want to see me, I'm with it. You better go to Cabo and enjoy your ring and stop effing with me. Leave me off all your TikTok-ish. And then he said another word. But then Juju, in true Juju fashion, social media, uh, TikTok star, you know, he's like, all right, I'm going to make fun of this whole thing. And he created this big video uh, mm. with Brendan Clinton, Mr. Go 30. Mm. Uh, I, I suggest that you go watch it. It is kind of funny, but it, mm. all, it ultimately mm. culminates into him being a TikTok boy, like his mother's pregnant with the baby and it's him and the doctor calls him, you're pregnant with a TikTok boy. And it has like a little fake ultrasound type thing. That's basically it. But there's a lot of funny stuff in there. My question to y'all is, do you think one person is winning in this situation? Do you think we're all losing because we have to be subjected to this? Or like, what's going on? I'm going to let Coach Murph go last. And this is why, because he's an Eagles fan. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Because I was on the side of Juju until I realized what he was saying and how he was going about it. So my thing is, bro, it's never that serious. Like, bro, you're a corn. At this point, you're a corn. There's certain things. Like, we, we could look at, like, every okay, the thing right now. I'm going to look at it this way. The thing right now we're looking at is Michael B. Jordan when he was talking to L'Oreal, and then he looked at L'Oreal and was like, oh, you remember I was a corny guy? And he eyebrowed her. 
Everybody's yeah. like, you ain't have to, you ain't have to expose her in that. In that sense of fashion, he's they're looking at him as the corny guy. I feel like Juju is legit, legitimately a corny guy. <laughs> because at this point, like, why, bro? You didn't, you first of all, you picked the fight, like, yes, he held you. Nobody cares. Like, bro, you had four catches for 50 yards. Like, let it go. You were the integral part in them winning. Cool. Why are you talking about Bradbury? You're a corn, bro. Then you get your mom in it. First of all, why are you getting your mom in it? You got Coach 30 in it. With all due respect, I hope you paid him because that was a waste of his time and yours. <laughs> um, and then A.J. Brown, I'm like, A.J. Brown, with all due respect, you're better than him. Like, why are you responding to somebody that's so beneath you? I just had this logic before we popped on the podcast because Coach Murphy was talking to me. I was sitting there like, he got a ring. Like, he can talk like that, which he can. But I'm like, at this point, it's cheesy, though. Like, it's real deal cheesy. Like, you're a lame. And I'm like, bro, you do do better with yourself. Like, bro, go. I get you a TikTok boy, which you are. Bro, go do something more productive. Like, you in Kansas City. Like, go back to Pittsburgh. Be in the community. Mess with some females that you probably mess with in Pittsburgh. Like, bro, do something more productive. Then start a beef with somebody that's way better than you. And... It's probably it, the only reason you're relevant is because Patrick Mahomes saved your career. Like, mm. I get it. You want a ring. It's great. But, like, the fact that you picked on James Bradbury and then it escalated out of here is is absolutely ridiculous. And I think it's cheesy. And Juju should do better. A.J. Brown should never acknowledge him at that point because he's beneath. Honestly, A.J. Brown, when it comes to Juju, like, Juju's beneath AJ Brown. Like, they're not even in the same class. So, I don't even think AJ Brown should acknowledge that corny dude, but that's just me. Gotcha. Coach Murph, we all know where you're leaning. Uh, if people have listened to the show, you know, uh, Coach Murph is our resident Eagles fan. Uh, so, I, we kind of know where you're going to lean, but go, go ahead, go ahead, break it down for us. I mean, I really don't feel like I have to say much. Uh, you know, Coach Pace pretty much said it. Juju, you're corny. You bring your mom into it. She okay in it. She corny. Coach Thirty, <laughs> get into it. <laughs> he corny too. That's all it is. He's, hey, he's trying to get some money. Regardless uh, of how we feel about, he trying to get that money. I can't uh, blame. Him. I, I don't care. Still corny. You can give money. <laughs> like it, it's okay. You can give money. Be corny. You can give money. Be cool. It don't matter. It, it was corny. But, um, like, uh, it, it, this just seems like this is just some receiver, like, stealer thing. You know, they, they just love attention and then get some. When AB got his money, what did he turn out to be? Now, Juju gets his ring. What does he turn out to be? It's just that he's a goofier version of AB. Or well, he's just like a childlike version of AB because AB just does some adult goofy stuff and then he does like some teenage goofy shit. So I'm like, uh, whatever, but it, it's just corny. AB, like, or AJ, I have nothing against what he did. He just stood up for his teammate, 
that's because it, it had nothing to do with him directly because it was about Bradbury. But he just stepped up for his homeboy. That's all it was. Yeah, I I agree that I think I think Juju is a teenager trapped inside of a grown man's body at times. And I I don't know him like that, but that's just what he's projecting to us at least. Um, if I was AJ, I wouldn't even uh, I wouldn't even respond to it. Like I think that's a waste of my time. If if I'm a grown man, I don't need to respond to a teenager. You gotta think though when when uh, Juju came out uh in the league he was 20. bro that is like with all due respect i know what i was doing at 20 that's a child's age yes yeah he has that's a child's age bro i don't care how you look at it i don't care what he got money bro that's a child's age yeah this is the thing like i don't care about his age (laughs) that's the thing you could be older and corny. That's just all this thing. He's just corny. That's no, no. I, I get what you're saying. I I give. I but at that age, I I say he don't know no better. At 20, you don't like. You might know better because you you didn't had a different type of experience in life. Juju, he was the number one recruit out of high school when it came to wide receiver. He don't know no better. They're talking straight cash in his ear since he was probably. 16. Mm. We, hey, with all due respect to Mars, they wasn't talking straight cash at Otterbein. They're trying to find us in Otterbein ridiculously. Yeah. So, with, with our experience and his experience, I get it. But at some point, when you get them M's, you got to grow up. Like a year or two, like you may be messing up, but like, bro, you got to grow up. Yeah, I, I thought he would have learned from AB. From AB. And Man. the fact that the Steelers was just like, nah, we good, bro. Like, first of all, you need to stop doing those TikTok videos because we out here taking L's. And you, got, you know? And so I thought he would learn from that our, from that situation be like, all right. But I think because he feels like he's in a new space now and he on cloud nine he could, and the season's over, he can say what he wants and do what he wants out. I don't know, but yeah, there's some maturing that definitely needs to happen with a lot of players and, and him def- certainly being one of them. Uh, I do like Coach Larry, though. I think he's funny. Uh, he's funny as all get out. He told Brad there, he said, we might as well have your mama out there because she can't hold a man to save her life. <laughs> I was rolling, boy. But yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's very interesting. But AJ, man, just keep balling out, man. You ain't even got to worry about the, the gnats and flies that try to pick at you, man. You just go do your thing. I think he'll get a ring soon, soon enough anyways. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. But, nah, it's wild. But anyways, uh, now we need to tell y'all how you're going to spend your money this weekend with a little bet action. So, whoever wants to go first, what's, what's, uh, what's your parlay looking like? Listen, my dog, I'll go first. So, all uh, bas- NBA bets. I got the Lakers taking out Minnesota. Uh, I got the Sixers ending this this little cold streak or, you know, these ups and downs against Milwaukee and the Raptors taking the dub over the Wizards. Okay. So, that's a plus 1068 on that one. 
All right. And Coach Pace, what you got? I ain't going to lie. I thought mine was pretty good today till I saw Coach Murphs uh, when it came to the money. But, no, nah, I got uh, Denver beating Memphis at home. Uh, I got Kansas beating Texas, and it's at Kansas. I know, at Texas, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I got the Phoenix Suns and Chicago Bulls because both of them can't play defense. Y'all might <laughs> think they can, but guess what? They can't play defense. I got them over 122, uh, 222.5. And I think that's going to be a guarantee because, bro, when I tell you they can't play defense, they can't play defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I first looked at these, I was originally going to go with Coach Murph on it. I, I think the Toronto one is good. The Lakers one worries me a little bit, but a bit, a little bit. But the Sixers one is the one that worries me the most. Talk about it. At Milwaukee, and Milwaukee ain't lost since what? Over a month ago. Almost. My problem is I don't think the Sixers is going to be the ones that break them. You just got faith on the Sixers. Like, the Sixers, bro, the Sixers just lost the the Mavs. And with all due respect, they was fully healthy and didn't have a single shot in hell. That's what blew my mind. I was like, bro, can y'all fight back? Yeah. Tyrese Maxey had to go, like, wild in the fourth quarter just to make it a game. Hey, he went crazy in the fourth quarter. I was like, bro, what is like what is you doing? You and one mixtaping it up? Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. He had like 12 or 13 at the end of the third and then ended up with 30. I said, bro, who who was who was cuz? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I guess I'll go with Coach Paces on this one because I think Milwaukee's gonna beat Philly. I think I think he'll hit the other two though. Demaris, I think that's the other two. Hey, man. We gonna I, hit the other I two. I believe in me. Yeah. Yes, yes. Hey, hey, Terrell Owens, get off the camera. <laughs> hey, what y'all uh actually, you know, with this whole we saw that the we figured out that these Danny Dime this Danny Dime money was was true and that he's looking for 45 million a year. Bro. Well, what are y'all thinking about about Lamar and his situation now at this point? Hey, did Danny Dam? Hey, he asking for forty five mil. Did he pass for half that <laughs> in touchdown passes? <laughs> Listen, if Danny Dimes gets anything close to forty five mil, I will need a personal segment on next week's show, a personal one. I uh, as far as Lamar, they ain't gonna pay that man. They ain't gonna do it. Now, the like the only thing that Shore Bateman speaking out this week, I mean, was helpful, but ultimately is that gonna push people over the edge? And they and the GM, the whole like, oh yeah, we haven't found our like you know star wide receiver. Like you gonna say that out loud to the media when you got whole wide receivers on the roster? And a run first offense, like you got you got to know your personnel, and you got to know you got to read the room. Very very poor choice there. I don't, but I just 
I just don't know if they'll give them all that. I don't know. They might. I think they'll get them close. And if they do work out a deal, Lamar would have to settle for a little bit less than what he actually wanted. I don't think they would give him the full uh, 230 guarantee, though. But they might give him 200, something like that. I, I guess. I guess. I mean, at this point, the, the Ravens don't know what they're doing. Nope. <laughs> oh, man, I swear, if Danny Dimes get paid before Lamar does. We're going to spend the whole show about that. We ain't talking about no, nothing else. Nothing else. And I, honestly, at this point, like with him, I don't even care if I don't care what Danny gets paid. If he signs a contract before Lamar Jackson, all hell is going to break loose. Yes, yes, yeah. The thing, the thing about the Ravens, they're a very stubborn organization. Boy, and they are losing the reputation that they have built over the years because they are not the same as Ravens organization. Yes, yes, they are. Yes, they, I'm gonna tell you why they are. Somebody pointed this out to me. They pay defensive players before they play offensive players. Yeah, but they. Pay, I mean, yeah, Joe Flacco like won a Super Bowl, but they paid him no heartbeat. But that's that's y'all know how corporate America works. We can look at the NFL as something different, but like corporate America versus. Uh, we all know Lamar is better than Joe Flacco ever could be, and guess what they're doing? Like, what are even with even with the arm? Guess what? Lamar has still done more with less. Yes, that's also true. Like, mm-hmm. and you can look at Joe Flacco and be like, "Well, Anquan Bolden and Torrey Smith and da 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 da." Like, bro, that's more than what Lamar has had in the last three to four years. So with him getting to the playoffs, him winning the game, him getting injured, he probably would have came back if he wasn't injured. Like, no lie. If I would have paid him, and would have said, hey, Lamar, we got 300 for you. Sign here. You're going to have two 200 guaranteed. This was about to be you can earn up to a max of 350, but if you get injured, that's on you. You can't earn that three fifty. He'd be like, "All right, fuck it. I got two hundred million guaranteed." Mm-hmm. Yep. But guess what, guys? Y'all wanted to play games mm-hmm. and tag him, and then he gets hurt, and y'all try and tag him again. Mm-hmm. Okay, you lose your quarterback. That's on you. Uh, business decisions. They say it all the time. Business decisions. Okay, fine. Brent Huntley. That's y'all quarterback from now on. Or whatever his name is. Uh Tyler Huntley. I don't care what you miss. He's not good. Period. Whoa. Why you got why you gotta catch a stray like that? <laughs> <laughs> With all due respect, I would have took Kenny Pickett over Tyler Huntley. I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is good. 
Oh, okay. But it's not, but it, like it's not like Kenny Pickett is bad. So I, I don't, I don't think that was a good. But I'm saying though, they put Tyler Huntley in the play in the uh, Pro Bowl. Last time I checked, uh, oh, Kenny Pickett. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. Yeah, know. that's what I'm saying. Like the way they grade the way they grade quarterbacks, I'm looking at it like, okay, y'all put Tyler Huntley in the Pro Bowl off of four games. Okay, cool. Give me Kenny Pickett, and I bet you, I, I bet I find a way to beat you. That that's fair. That's a fair assessment. I bet you, I find a way to beat you every time. Man, this is gonna be why I can't wait till next week's show because all these things gonna come through. We're gonna see Danny Dimes when he getting. We'll see Geno Smith when he getting. We're gonna see Mar Jackson when he getting. And who knows? Maybe Aaron Rodgers will actually make up his mind. We'll see. I, hey, James, if I see anything above thirty million for Danny Dimes, I'm gonna know something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, we're going to talk about it next week on the show. So for the NFL fans out there, we'll be spending a little bit more time on NFL next week. So don't you worry. But thank you for kicking it with us and stepping into the coach's box. On behalf of Coach Murph and Coach Pace and Coach JP3, y'all be easy out there. Peace.